Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. There's this weird kind of blindness that's going on in America at the moment. Yes, the left, of course, are holding the right to standards that the left has no interest in fulfilling themselves. But there's this weird kind of blindness as a whole as to what is going on with America's foreign policy and uh, Trump's uh, uh, immigration restrictions and refugee bans and so on. So first of all, of course, let's just get to the usual hypocrisy, just sweep it out of the way. The Congressional Research Service recently released data about the last five presidents in America and how and to what degree they limited immigration. So the report clearly shows that uh, since the time of President Reagan, uh, it is the Democrats, the Democratic presidents, who have limited immigration to specific groups of people way, way, way more than Republican presidents have. Don't you just feel this is becoming so boringly predictable? So Ronald Reagan restricted immigration to specific groups of people five times. George Herbert Walker Bush, one time. Bill Clinton, ooh, 12 times. George W. Bush, six times. And President Barack Obama, 19 times. Yes, old enough to drink in many places, should those times be a year. So Obama imposed immigration restrictions um, 19 times. Four of those 19 times were actually on Muslim countries. Of course, Democrats, the liberal media, Hollywood stars said nothing. And this is not too complicated to understand. Um, <laughs> Muslims vote for Democrats in general. And so they've allied themselves with uh, Muslim, Muslim immigrants, Muslim groups, and so on. Because why does a farmer align himself with his crops? Because that's what he feeds off. So that is, uh, it's not too complicated to figure out. So if you want to sort of look at it statistically, uh, Democratic presidents, um, they have limited immigration against specific groups of people um, 7.75 times per presidential term. Republicans do it 2.16 times per term. So Democrats more than three times. And uh, if you want to look at it another way, uh, it is uh, 358% more likely that you're going to get group-specific immigration restrictions under a Democrat president than under a Republican president. Uh, and uh, and Coulter has mentioned, and can't gainsay it, uh, for most of the last 50 years, um, Soviet Jews had nearly cleared the way automatic entry into the United States. Uh, and they were called refugees. Now, of course, if you come into America as a refugee, you, get, you can apply for citizenship after five years. You get amazing uh, opportunities, uh, welfare programs. You get free health care insurance, job placement services. You can be instructed in English uh, at will and uh, all other sorts of of goodies uh, go to people who are refugees rather than immigrants. And again, here we see the pattern. So Jews tend to vote Democrat, uh, and therefore Jews should come in, although it is very clearly a religious test for a particular um, immigration status or refugee status. And the Soviet Jews, they weren't required to satisfy the definition of what a refugee is, right? So the United Nations has a definition of a refugee, um, which is you know, someone who's fleeing persecution because of their national origin, their religion, their race, or whatever. Uh, all the Soviet Jews had to prove was that they were Jewish. Boom! Instant refugee, instant uh, massive amounts of government support and programs and so on. And, um, you know, regardless of what you think of the policy, good good or bad or indifferent, um, that, that is clearly based on 
religion. It's an exception to immigration rules based on religion. So uh, it's a little hard. Again, do you hear much about it? Um, well, <laughs> of course not, because that kind of stuff benefits Democrats, and you have a largely Democrat-controlled press and mainstream media in the United States. So uh, anyway, so um, there is something called the 2016 Consolidated Appropriations Act, um, passed under Obama, of course. And um, there's a visa waiver program in the United States, and this act details um, security-related exemptions to this visa waiver program. And, and that's where this list of seven countries that I talked about in a previous show came from. This, uh, in this 2016 law, there's um, Iraq and Syria explicitly listed right there in the text. Iran and Sudan, they are included in the category of state sponsors of terrorism. And Libya, Yemen, Somalia, they're in the area of concern. This is designated by the Department of Homeland Security. So, gosh, you know, I was thinking about this. What, what do all of these seven countries have in common? Strange, strange to think about it. What do they have in common? And then it came to me, and um, I, I looked it up. So, what these seven countries have in common is that the U.S. government has been violently intervening in them in recent or not so recent times. Um, under Obama, the U.S., bombed six of these seven countries uh, designated uh, as uh, having visa restrictions as part of Donald Trump's immigration policies. So the U.S. is currently bombing or has bombed recently six of these seven countries. Now, <laughs> the United States didn't get around to bombing Iran. In fact, seemed to give it huge amounts of money for a very questionable history. But, um, of course, uh, America has been intervening in Iran for at least half a century, recent cyber attacks and so on. So this is the strange thing about where America is and what's being talked about and what's not being talked about. So theoretically, uh, you know, there's this whole thing going in front of the courts at the moment about whether this, um, uh, these immigration restrictions are constitutional or not. Although the president has a very wide latitude to restrict immigration for security concerns, there, uh, it is before the law and we'll see how that plays out. But here's the whole issue. And I made this case uh, with regards to Europe quite some time back. Look, if you're at war with a country, if you're physically attacking that country, you, you cannot, <laughs> why, why this even needs to be, you cannot take endless amounts of young military age men from countries you're currently at war with. You know, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, while at war with Japan, did not take massive amounts of young military-aged Japanese men to come into, can uh, into America. In fact, he took a lot of Japanese and put them in internment camps. I'm not saying that was right. I'm just saying you can't do it. Churchill didn't say, hey, you know what we really need to do? Open up a lot of immigration to young military-aged German men while we're at war with Germany. Uh, it's just not done. And this is part of the whole denial that is occurring. Um, and and it, it occurred because there was a Democrat in the White House, and the anti-war movement vaporized, vanished, not even nuclear shadows left behind. The moment that Obama stepped through the doors of the White House, they scattered like startled crows. And so for a lot of young people in particular, you know, if you were 10 when Barack Obama got into power, you were um, 18 when, when he left. So for a lot of people, this cover-up of America's uh, attacks on foreign countries has created this blind spot wherein people can't understand why. Why, why wouldn't you want to take young military-age men, or anyone for that matter, from countries that you're bombing and attacking and drone striking? I mean, Obama dropped 100,000 bombs, almost exclusively on these Muslim uh, countries. 
in his presidency. 100,000 bombs. Now, that's just the official record. It turns out that the, um, the database of attacks um, seems to have been left somewhat incomplete. So, so this is the reality. America is attacking these countries in the Middle East, dropping um, tens of thousands of bombs a year uh, in this. And yes, this has created horrible destabilizations, and I've argued against the brutality of these attacks, um, well, since uh, even before Barack Obama got into power. So that, to me, is not a left-right thing. But these are the consequences of war. I don't care if it's declared. I don't care if, if you're bombing countries with 100,000 bombs over an eight-year period. You're waging war. And these are the consequences of war. And, and, and the reason why the reason why people are having such a tough time processing all of this um, the immigration restrictions and so on is because I, mean, I have sympathy for the refugees. I really, really do. I mean, you can help uh, more than 12 of them in the Middle East, settle in the Middle East rather than bringing just one over, right? So it's 12 to 1. You can help 12 times as many refugees settling them in the Middle East and bringing them into the West. So if you really want to help them, you settle in the Middle East and help them that way. But um, this is the reality. Because the war has been hid, hidden from the American public, these, these endless bombings, drone strikes, attacks, destabilizations, uh, regime changes, overthrows, uh, all of the stuff that's been happening in these countries. Because it's kind of been hidden, because it was being done by a Democrat, and you've got a largely Democrat media, it was kind of hidden. So people are like, whoa, 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 where's this coming from? Where is this coming from? No, no, no. Six of the seven countries temporarily banned been directly bombed and attacked. The other one has been somewhat destabilized, brutalized. And, and this is <laughs> just astounding. But people don't remember this. Amer- like, you may, you may ignore or dislike the fact that America is at war, but I think that the kind of information that's available to Donald Trump and to the chiefs of staff and so on... Um, probably a little bit more than you and I can get our hands on. So they have information about what's happening. You bomb people, and you're at war with them. And you can't admit people, particularly young military-age men, from countries that you're currently bombing or at war with. Whether, whether it's de facto or de jure doesn't really matter. And this um, needs to be repeated. This needs to be repeated. And as far as restricting... Oh, my God. So six of the seven countries that have temporary visa bans, right? Iran, Iraq, Syria, Sudan, Libya, and Yemen. Um, Those countries all have bans on people who are from Israel from even entering their country. Now, not just this temporary ban thing, right? Not just a couple of months. They're permanent bans. So this is really wild. I mean, isn't that a direct, you know, the the mainstream media says, well, if you're going to restrict... Um, visas from a small subset of Muslim countries. It's a full Muslim ban. But if these countries don't allow people to come into their country who are from Israel, well, isn't that a Jewish ban? And if you have a big problem with uh, banning people based upon their religion, then shouldn't you have issues with these Muslim countries for banning people from Israel? You say, ah, well, you know, but the citizens are not responsible for the the judgment of the the government. Come on, left, stop that crap. I mean, you, you can't have it both ways. The left is all about collective judgments. Apparently, I'm responsible for slavery, even though many of my ancestors were enslaved, actually, in the Middle East, coincidentally enough. Uh, and also, other of my ancestors uh, fought, and hard, fought hard and died, uh, actually ending, ending slavery. So this is really important to understand, that once you wake up to the fact that 
um, Bush invaded uh, two sovereign nations that um, uh, Barack Obama dropped 100,000 bombs on uh, more than half a dozen uh, Muslim nations, uh, killing untold numbers of people. Um, once you remember that America's at war, then restrictions of immigrants or visitors from the countries you're bombing, I hope, begins to make some kind of sense. Again, agree or disagree with the war, and I disagree with them all. All these bombings are horrible. Um, that is the reality. And you can only be outraged by these bans, these restrictions, if you completely forget that Obama dropped 100,000 bombs on these countries. I mean, this is just a basic reality. And this is kind of balkanization of reality that is occurring, where the left is just constantly imposing these moral values that they gave a complete get-out-of-jail-free card to Obama for for eight years. This is not just the balkanization of a country. This is like a balkanization of reality. That The left just wants to bring in as many people as they can who will vote for the left. They kind of have given up making an intellectual argument, and now they just want to put their immigrant thumbs on the scale to maintain their power base. And um, this is a problem that nobody knows how to solve as yet, which is when you get the balkanization of reality in the pursuit of power, you end up with the balkanization of a country. And um, uh, Lee Kuan Yew, former prime minister of Singapore, was talking to the German magazine Der Spiegel describing diversity. And he said, in multiracial societies, you don't vote in accordance with your economic interests and social interests. You vote in accordance with race and religion. And until we know how to solve this problem, um, I, I think we need to do our very best to keep examining it because the balkanization of reality based upon having values you impose upon your enemy and excuse your friends for is a fundamental sophist trick of manipulation and destruction. And the balkanization of reality that is occurring at the moment will eventually be matched if not checked and pushed back against by the balkanization of Western societies as a whole and all you have to do is look at the history of the Balkans, particularly over the last few decades, to know exactly where that's going to lead.